Welcome to A Love for the Bible, Session 16. In Session 15, I was personally interviewed by Christian author Monica Broussard regarding my most recent book called A Heart for the Bible. Today, we will begin review exercises to help you to consider your present understanding of the Bible. Our focus will be on the Old Testament historical books, and in future sessions, we will be considering the remainder of the Old Testament books and the New Testament. So let's get started. The historical books are considered from Genesis to Esther. And looking at Genesis, this would be considered the book of beginnings. The first question I'd like you to consider is, when God created human beings, in whose image did he make them? A, in the image of monkeys, B, in his image, C, in our image, and D, in Satan's image. The answer is C, in our image. It's interesting that the wording says are, not his. I think this is a clue to the nature of God, as explained in the New Testament, which has God expressed in three persons, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so we first see an idea of this in the very beginning book of the Bible, Genesis, where it says, he created man in our image. Question two, what question did the serpent ask Eve in the garden? A, what are you doing here in the garden? B, did God really say you must not eat the fruit of the tree of life? C, did God really say you must not eat the fruit of every tree of the garden? And D, where are you going? The answer is C. Did God really say you must not eat the fruit of every tree of the garden? This is interesting when we really look at this carefully, that this actually was a not a correct statement that Satan was giving. And Eve ended up correcting him. I think Satan was kind of making a mind game on Eve in saying this in the way he did. Let's go to question three. Abram Abram means excellent father. What reason did God give for changing his name to Abraham? A, Abram was not considered excellent. B, he would be the father of many nations. C, G, Jews would not be allowed to eat ham. Or D, he preferred a longer name. The answer is B, he would be the father of many nations. Now, Abraham sounds like the Hebrew term that means father of many. And I think that this is important because God said that Abraham would be the father of many nations. Question four. When three visitors told Abraham that after they returned, his wife would have a son, what did Sarah do? A. She hid. B, she laughed. C, she cried. And D, she remained silent out of respect for Abraham. The answer is B, she laughed. So I think she laughed because she found it hard to believe that she would have a son 
after being very old in age? Question five. How did God test Abraham's faith? A, asking him to climb Mount Sinai. B, asking him to enter the promised land. C, asking him to sacrifice three lambs. And D, asking him to sacrifice his son. The answer is D, asking him to sacrifice his son. So Abraham was asked to make a supreme sacrifice to sacrifice his son. And as it turned out, he was not required to do that in the very end. But it reminds us that in the New Testament, God provided his only son as a sacrifice for our sins. Question six. How many sons did Jacob have? Two, five, eight, or twelve? The answer is D, twelve. Now the twelve sons ended up representing twelve tribes of Israel. Now we go to the next book of the Old Testament, Exodus. Our question is, what do the Israelites have to eat while in the wilderness? A, bread and chicken, B, rice and pork, C, manna and quail, and D, corn and beef. The answer was C, manna and quail. So they, they did not have a, a lot to eat, but they had an, enough to eat. Now going to Leviticus. How did the Israelites at the time of Moses and Aaron have their sins removed? A, through asking the high priest for forgiveness. B, through animal sacrifices. C, through doing good deeds. And D, through reciting chants. The answer is B, through animal sacrifices. This is the way they received forgiveness in the time that Moses and Aaron were, were leading them. In the New Testament, we learn how Jesus provides us forgiveness through his sacrifice. Next, we go to the book of Numbers. Question one. One year after the Israelites left Egypt, how many men were registered capable of going to war? A, 53,000 by 50, B, 153,350. C, 303,550. And D, 603,550. The answer is D. There were a large number of men capable of going to war after the first year the Israelites left Egypt. Question two. To deliver the Israelites from their sin, the Lord commanded them to look at a bronze A, frog, B, cow, C, wolf, and D, serpent. The answer is D, serpent. And Jesus later reminded his disciples of, of what happened here and how he would later be a sacrifice for their sins through dying on the cross. Now we go to Deuteronomy. Question one, before the Israelites entered the promised land, God's instructions were A, kill and pillage wherever you go. B, avoid harming the descendants of Esau and Lot. C, 
do whatever you please. And D, none of the above. The answer is B, avoid harming the descendants of Esau and Lot. So when the Israelites entered the promised land, God had specific instructions on what they were to do. Question two. In regard to the moral commands he gave the Israelites, the Lord said they should repeat them again and again, A, to their children, B, at home and when on the road, C, when going to bed and when getting up, and D, all of the above. The answer is all of the above. And this is a reminder to us also that we should regularly read the Bible so as to remember what God is telling us in the Bible. Question three. When God gave instruction for kings, which of the following did he forbid? A, building up large tables for himself. B, taking many wives. C, accumulating large amounts of gold and silver for himself. And D, all of the above. The answer is D, all of the above. And we, we also learn that Sol Solomon, when he was king, did made all of these mistakes. And I think this was an important reason why his kingdom declined in his later years. Question four. The Lord said to Moses, God would later raise up a special prophet. How were the people to know the expected prophet's prophecy was from the Lord? A, the prophecy sounded godly. B, the prediction comes true. C, the prophet does miracles. And D, there is no way to tell. The answer is B, the prediction comes true. And this is later repeated in the New Testament, how Jesus fulfilled this requirement because his prediction that he would raise from the dead did come true. Next, we go to Joshua and Judges. Question one. After the prostitute Rahab protected Israelite spies for her own protection, what was she required to do? A, hide in her cellar. B, make smoke messages out her chimney. C, place a white sheet over her window. Or D, leave a scarlet robe hanging from her window. The answer is D, leaving scarlet robe hanging from her window. And as it turned out, she was saved from doing and just what was said and leaving the scarlet robe hanging from her window. Question two. Before attacking Jericho, Joshua saw the commander of the Lord's army standing in front of him. Who did this commander say he was? A, a friend. B, a foe. C, C neither friend nor foe. And D, he didn't say. The answer is C, neither friend nor foe. Now going to the book of Ruth. Our question is, Ruth had a son named Obed. Who was Obed's famous grandson? A, Joshua. B, Samson. C, David. D, Jesus. The answer is C, David. And this was very important because we see that through the line of Ruth came David, and then through the line of David came
came Jesus. Next, we go to 1 Samuel. Question one, what was the central role of Saul? A, Israel's first priest. B, Israel's first judge. C, Israel's first commander. D, Israel's first king. The answer is D, Israel's first king. So while God discouraged the Israelites from getting the king, he gave them what they wanted, and the first king was Saul. Question two, who was David's best friend? A, Jonathan, B, Saul, C, Joab, D, Abner. The answer is A, Jonathan. So while Jonathan was the son of Saul, and Saul was often against David, Jonathan, all the same, gave his his friendship and his allegiance to David. Next, we go to 2 Samuel. Number one, David reigned over the Israelites from A, Hebron, B, Jerusalem, C, Hebron, and Jerusalem, and D, none of the above. The answer is C, Hebron, and Jerusalem. So we often think of David reigning in Jerusalem, but he actually reigned in both Hebron and Jerusalem. Question two. After David asked God if he could make a special house for the Ark of the Covenant, God responded he would make a house for David. What type of house would this be? A, a great temple. B, a humble shack. C, a house from David's seed. And D, none of the above. The answer is C, a house from David's seed. And this is a very important prophecy because we learn through the New Testament that David's seed eventually went to Jesus. In question three, when David's son Absalom tried to take over King David's throne, his final advice came from A, David's military commander Joab, B, Absalom's advisor Ethrithopol, C, David's prior advisor Hushai, and D, he made his own decisions. The answer is C, David's prior advisor Hushai. And the advice he gave Absalom was actually turned out to be for the benefit of David. First Kings, question one. After the reign of Solomon, the Israelites became divided into two kingdoms. What were they called? A, first and second kingdoms, B, Israel and Judah, C, Jerusalem and Hebron, none of the above. The answer is B, Israel and Judah. Question two. The first king of the larger northern kingdom, which was called Israel, was named A, Jeroboam, B, Ahijah, C, Shemaiah, or D, Rehoboam. The answer is A, Jeroboam. 
Question three. The first king of the smaller southern kingdom, which was called Judah, was named Jeroboam, B, Ahijah, C, Shemaiah, or D, Rehoboam? The answer is D, Rehoboam. Now going to second kingdoms, kings. Question one. King Hezekiah was a good king of the southern kingdom. Because of his prayer, how many Assyrian soldiers were killed by the angel of the Lord? A, 5,500, B, 15,000, C, 185,000, and D, 500,000. The answer is C, 185,000. Because of King Hezekiah's prayer, many Assyrian soldiers were killed. Question number two. King Josiah became king of the southern kingdom at what age? A, eight, B, 12, C, 18, D, 24. The answer is eight. King Josiah became king at a very young age. First Chronicles. Who was the person God selected to build his physical temple? A, Saul. B. David, C. Solomon, D. Jonathan. The answer is C. Solomon. When it came to building a physical temple for God, the person selected was Solomon. Second Chronicles number one. Where does Solomon move his wife from Egypt? A. Back to Egypt. B. To a new palace away from the city of David. C. He had her find her own living arrangements, and D, none of the above. The answer is B, to a new palace away from the city of David. Question two. After Solomon was succeeded as king, who did his son most listen to? A, Jeroboam. B, the older counselors. C, the younger counselors. D, none of the above. The answer was C, the younger counselors. As it turned out, this caused great problems for his son because their advice led to the division of Israel. Next, we come to Ezra Nehemiah. First question, which king of Persia fulfilled the prophecy of Jeremiah regarding Israelite exiles? A, King Nebuchadnezzar, B, King Cyrus, C, C, King Darius, and D, King Artaxerxes. The answer is B, King Cyrus. Jeremiah prophesied that God would allow the Israelites to return from exile. This was fulfilled through King Cyrus. Question two, what was the primary role of Ezra appointed by King Artaxerxes? A, a prophet, B, a commander, C, a teacher of the law, D, a cupbearer. The answer is C, a teacher of the law. Finally, Esther. The festival of Purim celebrates A, Nehemiah's building of a wall, B, Esther becoming a queen of Persia, C, the Israelites' celebration of purity, and D, Esther saving the Israelites in Persia.
The answer is D, Israelites, Esther saving the Israelites in Persia. Esther was instrumental in saving the lives of Israelites who remained in Persia rather than returning to Israel. Thank you to those who tuned into this session of A Love for the Bible, and I encourage you to join me for session 17 in another week. Session 17 will focus on the remainder of the Old Testament books and will air beginning Tuesday, May 11th at 8 a.m.